This episode of the View from the Rock podcast is brought to you by Sign Dog Northwest. They're your source for custom signs, banners, boat names, fleet graphics, and more. Custom design services available. In addition, this podcast is brought to you by Merle Inc. They are the premier custom home builder in the Clee Elm area and a proud featured home builder in Suncadia Resort and Tumble Creek. Welcome to the View from the Rock podcast. I'm your host, Ruck. I'm here with Swap and Morgie in the Yellow Dog Studios. And today, in this episode, we're going to be talking about top songs and albums from 1971. It was a great year. Happened to be the year that Swap was born. Oof. And we're going to be talking about... I know You're old. Uh, I'm old. I didn't want to say it, but... We're also going to be talking about our top three athletes that we'd like to meet in the context of meeting because that changes, is we'd have them on the podcast and we'd have some beers with them. You know, might be a little bit different. Swap, how are you doing? I'm doing great. We're in the home stretch right now. We've got 11 shopping days until Christmas. I thought you were going to say four days of school, which I would have agreed with. Well, both of those are true. Two things can be true. Fair. I'm, I'm, I'm on cloud nine right now. Whoa, tell just, me more. Just... You know, our kids playing sports right now. Yeah. It's uh, going well. It's going. It's, it's, it's nice to be a dad right now and just watch your kids succeed. So we, you know, we've started the high school basketball season. And I uh, saw a poll this week that has us ranked number one in the state. Which wow. is. If I was to be honest. Too, too high. We've got a little work to do. Yes. Yeah, we need to earn that first. Yeah. But it's it's been fun. We're 2-0. and oh. Uh, we went up to beautiful Deming, Washington on Saturday in a driving rainstorm. That was the worst weather day of 2023, I think, in the or the fall. Can you imagine being somebody that y- you don't know anything about anything and you're just driving to Deming and you get to Bellingham and take a right and you drive east? 14 miles. But it feels like 50 so what you just described was my wife and my mother-in-law, Tutu. It was like the road to Hana for them. They, <laughs> they're like, it's so dark out here. Like, what's out here? I'm like, well, we're really bad 40 things. minutes from Mount Baker. Yeah, nothing against Mount Baker because as I said. No, Mount last, Baker, the mountain. Well, I know, but <laughs> a lot of good people out there, like yes. I said last time. But you're driving out there. And you, there's nothing around. And then all of a sudden there's a high school. Yeah. It's like, where do these people live? Yes. Yeah. So my great-grandfather was born in Deming. Really? Wow. Yeah. Had no the idea. The Morgenthalers are strong up there. I'll be damned. In the early 1900s. I've been up there several times for baseball. And every time we go up there, it hails. How do you play a game there? Well, where we parked is right next to their baseball field. I'd love to find out what their grass is like as far as hitting grounders and stuff. But last time we talked about how terrible their facilities were and probably don't need to talk about that because I felt a little bit guilty. But they do, you know, they do have they, people they like do the, the dome. best they can. They like the little dome. They have Some a little dome. Do. It's yeah. kind of cool. It's, yeah. They have a little dome. It's like an NBA feel because it's a little darker in the stands. Oh. And then it's light on the court. It almost feels like you're watching a game at the Hartford Civic Center You're or you're... You're getting ready for Rowdy Roddy Piper to come out of the locker room. You know, I wonder if they've had... That could have happened. Yeah, I I was just thinking the same thing. Wow. 
Hey, um, real quick though. Well, yeah. Oh, go ahead. So you're going to talk about girls basketball? Yeah. Because that's what I was wondering about. Uh-huh. So, you know, last time we on break, after we talked about the boys, meant to talk about the girls team and we messed up. We didn't talk about them. Um, we got a lot of people on the team that we really love, not only athletes, but coaches. So we want to make sure we pay them some respect right now. Tell us, how are the girls doing so far? Well, they're off to a great start. They were at the last recording, they were 4 0. They lost to Burlington, who's Monday night. Yeah, perennial power. But they're they're good. Yeah, Burlington's and good. They were close the whole game. It was Just close. Kind of, yeah. It was close the first half. Yeah. Yeah. They went on a run at the end of the half and and then pulled away in the second half. But it just it was a great atmosphere and they they're playing hard. So they're four and one. Uh they play Mount Vernon tomorrow. Big game for the girls. And I if I was a betting man, I would put my money on Anacortis. I would too. Big <laughs> game tomorrow night. And I am a betting man. I was going to so. say, you're a betting man. What are you talking about? <laughs> so if I was allowed to bet, if you were allowed to on bet on high, high school, school sports, sports okay, I would put a lot of money down on our girls. Actually, so, so are you? I can't imagine that there's anywhere that takes legitimate bets on high school sports anywhere. Is there? Prep schools? No, it can't. No way. No. I can't Col- imagine. College only. Yeah. Col- okay. So what about if you're a betting man? How, do you, how are you feeling about the boys game tomorrow night? Well, I'm... It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be fun. I am... I'm not nervous. I think we're going to win. And there's a few listeners who are big fans, but they're also good friends. Tori... Steve, yep, Ryan Keys, Trent Keys, Troy Holmes. I think we're gonna. I'm confident. I was gonna say something, but I'm not. We're gonna win. It's gonna be good, and you it's know, it's gonna be fun, and, and it's just the atmosphere is gonna be good. Like I texted you and Steve yesterday. I think no matter what happens, it's gonna be interesting. Correct, Ruck. You know, I'm the most removed from both programs and know the least about basketball. So I don't think anyone cares about my opinion. But, you know, I think this might be my first appearance at a basketball game this year. I might be there well, in we've person. Well, we've only had two. Well, I know. Yeah. But the first also, home game. So I mean, it's, it's including girls' games. It's different. You know, we're the first, it's the first time that we have the Linden effect. Oh, yeah where we had to postpone these games and everyone else is playing like this is Mike Mount Vernon's fifth or sixth game. Yeah, and you've even seen it in our first two games even though we won by 30 and 20. You you could see that we weren't it looked like our first two games. Yeah, and we have kids that have had as of today eight practices. Yeah. The other kids have had 20. Yeah. It's going to be fun. And, hey, hey, just real quick, if if we win, Tori, you're going to be 0-2 for the week, just like I said. So it's going to happen, I think. Hmm. Wow. Something he's got got uh, gotten common with the Ducks this year, 0-2. Oh. Uh, <laughs> hey, real quick, there's some great photos and memes that I'm starting to send out to the Oregon Duck guys because I don't care now. I'm just glad you know what a meme is. That's awesome. And I know how to spell it, M-E-M-E. 
I'm proud of you. Not a mime. <laughs> so, you know, looking at some of the stuff on our list, what do we got up next? Do you have some shout outs for, for listeners? You know, we got some mailbag stuff recently. Um, Josette Curtis, Ryan Metcalf. Oh, Ryan. Uh, that's not who I met. I met Ross. Um, Ross, thank you. Yeah. Um, Ryan is his son. Yes, I know. Well, I had in class. That's probably why. And what, um, is our, what is our email address again? Our email address is theviewfromtherock at gmail.com. So, hey, we appreciate you sending information in to the mailbag, and we are going to be responding to your your suggestions. Uh, we, you know, I hear a lot of information from another loyal listener about how we're doing on the podcast, Emily Fisher. Thanks for all the feedback. Who else do you guys hear from? Well, it's constant. I hear in the morning at weights, I hear from Coach Jack. Um, we had a great category suggestion this morning from Jody Schaefer at weights that we're actually going to use as our, as our top three today. So uh, it's constant. The uh, digital footprint of the view from the rock continues to amaze me. And we're, we're going to expand. We're going to have video, I believe. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to make that happen. I know. You're going to have to move where you sit, though, in the That's studio. That's fine. I'll, I'll move wherever you want me to move, Rock. Wow. wow. That's the first time I've heard that. Hey. Um, well, real quick, there's yeah. a okay. the secret podcast. Oh, yeah. Tell us information about so, that. So Friday, December 22nd. Nine days from today. We have a time for that? Uh, one o'clock. Beautiful. That time is a little fluid. One o'clock is going to be, you know, arrival, maybe just hang out for a half hour, maybe go live at 1.30. Silent auction at 1.00. And no there, who, whoever comes to the secret podcast will get swag, a gift. And if you don't come to the secret podcast, you do not get that gift. If you don't come to the secret podcast, you get Jepson's Malort. Yes. Or as Jason would say, you can suck it. <laughs> you know, I, you know what I do every day when I wake up. I do. Piss ass. Piss excellence, is that yeah. what you're going to say? Yes. Okay. You almost said pith. Because <laughs> you were thinking about Jepson's before. Yeah, because it's so bitter. <laughs> yeah. It's ruined my palate. Uh, you've had three like little mess-ups already, Ruck. What are those three? Pith. Okay. Um, then there were in two, the beginning? There were two others. What, just that when I started the podcast, I couldn't say the right things, and okay. no one will hear it on air? Yeah. Yeah, that okay. was not on the air. And where, um, where again is the secret podcast? We're at the Anchor. And we would love for anyone to come, and it's going to be you buy your own drinks. And I mean, it's going to be standing room only. And you t- make sure to tip very well. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be, uh, we it's might gonna ha- be a good we're, time. We're going to have a, f- a few funny things, too. We it's got some surprises in yeah. store. Can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be big. And if you need any more information, just talk to us. Yeah. Either hit us at theviewfromtherock at gmail.com, or if you've got our number, use it. And the first 100 people are allowed in. After that, you're not allowed. 100 capped. Yep. Okay. Really? That's what the uh, owner of the anchor has said. Occupancy. I'll be okay. damned. 100 people only. I'm get, surprised it fits 100. Get there honest. early. So, oh, can't wait. It's going to be It's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazeballs. Maybe even breathtaking. Yeah. Astounding. Um, this week, for our musical genre, we decided that we've already talked about 1988, one of the greatest years ever. That's when I was born. 
we talked about 1975, the year that Morgie was born, and now we've we're finishing it up. 1971, a great year, the year that Mr. Patrick Swap graced us on the earth. Mr. Swap, what's your middle name? Edward. Huh? Patrick Edward Swap, born October 15, 1971. In the year of our Lord, 1971. Beautiful. Yep. And I'm getting old, you know. The other night, we were sitting at the Burlington game, and I had to ask my wife, how old am I? I couldn't remember if it was 52 or 53. Well, didn't she make a mistake one year? Um, She's never made a mistake. Okay. Yeah. Great answer. <laughs> Good choice. Yeah. yeah. So, like all these years, when we start look, digging into the music of that year, this, what an amazing year. You know, as we looked into this, there's some great albums. What's one that, uh, Ruck, what's one that jumps out? At you from 1971. I know that you were negative 17 years old, just a twinkle in your mother's eye at that point. But what's something that jumps out at you from that year? Well, real quick, I think Ruck's dad graduated in 1970. I think that's correct. With my dad. Holy crap. Really? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Man. Yeah. That's a, it's a thing. I know. I'll be damned. Okay, Ruck, what do you think? What do you got? Well, number so, one, like if you had to pick. Well, but my number one's going to be someone else's probably number one. Doesn't matter. Okay. You're well, first. Out of this, the, the greatest albums by far, we've actually talked about this album. Led Zeppelin, four. It's yeah. one of the greatest albums of all time. It's, it's, it is um, breathtakingly good. And that's not just us saying it's one of the greatest albums of all time. It's one of the greatest albums of all time. I'd That's say what all the critics say. It's yeah. a cornerstone of classic rock. It it has probably the probably most known rock song across all people, and that's Stairway to Heaven. Yep. That's the if you start playing guitar, especially maybe acoustic or you know, whatever. One of the songs you try to learn, you aspire to learn early on, Stairway to Heaven. To the point where if you go to play it and some people kind of know a little bit about a guitar, they're going to be like, oh, you're going to play a Stairway to Heaven? You're like, oh, ooh, but awkward. It, but it, that song, everyone, even if you don't like rock or you don't love classic rock, you would you know that song. Everyone knows that song. Absolutely. Like my grandparents would know that song. Totally. But every song on it is good. So when you look at a few more on that album, my one of mine that I love is When the Levee Breaks. Yeah. Oh, that's a great one. And Bonham is amazing on that one. Uh, you got Black Dog. You've got Rock and Roll. Going to California. With oh, an aching in my heart. That's and so the good. Battle of Evermore. Yeah. Like, that's a great... That is a top... For me, that's in my top 10 albums. Well, and you know, you just going through all of those songs, not to mention some of the ones you left out, like Misty Mountain Hop. Like they yeah. have such a wide range of sounds from almost blues to rock uh, to folk that it really it speaks to whatever kind of a listener you are, unless you. You don't have ears to hear. Morgie, did you see what I sent you last night? It was it was not from Zeppelin 4, but it was Zeppelin. Um, they were doing uh, In My Time of Dying. Yes. And it was just seeing them live. It, wasn't that just amazing? Yeah. So 2001, 
I believe 2002, they did their last concert together in London. They did a two-night show because I have the DVDs and the CDs. And I almost, that was before kids. We... Was Jimmy Page still playing? Uh, yes. Play? No, okay. the whole entire band played except for John Bonham. His right. son, Jason, was the drummer. Oh, wow. And it was a two-night show, and they said, this is it. Minimum $1,500 a ticket. Like, I almost wanted to go. That was a bucket. Like, that would have been a bucket list. Absolutely. Because they played at the Kingdom, I think, in like 70, 71. I mean, a bunch of times. We did top three. Did we do top three bands that we wished we'd seen? Or we said yeah, the bands we that we wished we'd seen? I think we did. And or did we, we just said think something we did. about that? Yeah. I don't know if it was a top three. Because that one would be. That, yeah. I mean, that's there. I mean, it, that. Oh, it's. I love it. I love. I love that. Like. But my number one song for Zeppelin is No Quarter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not on that album. No. But it's a but great just, song. Yeah. Great bass line. Yeah. Uh, so album from 1971, maybe my favorite, other than Zeppelin 4, because I think that's in its own category, is Aqualong, Jethro Tull. Um, this came up on a previous podcast. I, I really didn't know it was, um, came out in 71. But you've got Aqualong, Cross-Eyed Mary, Locomotive Breath, those are probably the three best-known Jethro Tull songs. So you think the three best-known songs of the whole entire band are on that album? Yeah, probably. I mean, it's probably those three. Um, there's Ian one on, Anderson. Ian Anderson playing the flute. Um, and that's one I think any of our listeners should do a deep dive and YouTube some yeah. classic Jethro Tull because those guys were amazing live. We were just watching one the other day. Yeah. And it was... Uh, it, it was mind-blowing. They're, they're so good. And I was fortunate enough to see them. What? Yeah. What year? 1991. Really? Yeah, in Seattle. And they, it was just... Are they, I don't know. Are, are they alive still? Yeah, Ian Anderson will still do... I mean, he's almost 80. Um, but he'll still do some concert stuff where I think he kind of will talk, and then they maybe do a song, and then he'll talk some more. Um, but Aqualung uh, was the whole thing was kind of it was kind of their take on religion and organized religion. Mm -hmm. It was kind of a concept album, you know. Which was the well, thing. they. I read that today, yeah. And then I heard that he said no. He said it was not a concept. Yeah. Album. So one of my favorite songs on that album is called "Wind Up," and it's all about like one of the lines in it is, "I'm not the kind you like to wind up on Sundays," and he's talking about. You know, church yeah. and organized religion. Wow. Yeah. What, so getting wound up, does that mean like having a good time? Like a wind-up toy. So he doesn't want to get going on a Sunday. Is that kind of what he's saying? Like he's not the kind of churchgoer that you wind up like a toy and goes to church on a Sunday. Oh, he's he's always spiritual, just not on a Sunday. Though. I think it's actually been described by some critics as... Uh, an album that explores the distinction between religion and God. Hmm, interesting. So they're British. <laughs> That's. <laughs> oh, you, you just blew my mind. I just blew my own mind. They're British, British band. They are. Uh, okay. So something that always stood out to me with them was their incorporation of the flute. 
Yes. Right? And now, is Ian Anderson the one who's the flautist? He is the lead singer and flautist. Wow. And That's amazing. And he plays the flute like nobody in the world has ever played the flute. You'll hear guttural noises coming out of him <laughs> while he's playing <laughs> oh the flute. God. It's amazing. Turn can the solo you, can on. Can you just say he's the guy that plays the flute? Why? Not the flautist? He's a What's flautist. a flauta, though? That not that... A flutist is... It's a flautist. It is. It's a flautist. Okay. Yeah. How do you how do you spell that? I think it's spelled the same, but pronounced differently. I think there might be an A in there before the U and the first syllable. I can look. Oh, I, I love can it. Look it okay, you yeah. ready? I'm yeah, ready. Go for it. Okay, so I'm gonna do two since I was last place. Okay, it's like a it's like a snake draft. Yeah. So I'm snake drafting. I'm going three four. So what do we got, Rock? We confirmed flautist is spelled F-L-A-U-T-I-S-T and is a flute player. Now, it also says which one is correct. Flutist is the far more common term in American vernacular, and flautist is more proper in British, which would make sense then that we would call the British band that's got a flute player a flautist. Okay. But can I just, before you go, can I just say, if you're a listener and you haven't listened to the flute solos ever, in Cross-Eyed Mary and in Locomotive Breath, turn the volume up and listen to it. It's it's not like anything you've ever heard. Turn yes. it up to 11. Oh. Uh, yes. Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to start off with The Who. Oh. Who's next? Because two of those songs... Are I know, deep I know to what me. you're going to say. I know. Deep to yep, me. and I know why. Yeah. Yep. So the first one is Bob O'Reilly. And the reason why, well, I mean, I first of all, I love that song. But then Pearl Jam and Eddie yep. Vedder, his idol is the, like, for the band is The Who and Roger Daltrey. And so he sings that. I've seen it six times live, which is amazing. But I would behind blue eyes is is breathtaking. When you yeah. listen to that song, it just it's different. We need to talk about the who more. Yeah. As true. A, as a society. Yeah. And then won't get fooled again. And that ended up being the number one song on CSI. I don't know if you ever watched that. Yeah. So the what original CSI Las Vegas. So what do you mean by number one song? Well, there? it was the they song. They used it the most? They used it on that show, okay. and that show ended up being number one. So The Who made a lot of money off of that. Oh, gotcha. I love that song. But that, oh, I mean. But Bob O'Reilly, they're, they're like galloping, melodic parts of that song are unlike so many other songs. But then you think the person that doesn't know The Who... They think the song is titled Teenage Wasteland. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Right. You know, when I was a kid, that's what I thought for a while too. So, yeah, it's it's that's that's an that's an amazing album. So, I'm going to go now I'm snaking to number 4. Mhm. Uh LA Woman The Doors. Yeah, that would, that that one's a that, I like that one. Yeah. It's meaningful to me. I spent a lot of years in my early 20s listening to The Doors. And L.A. Woman is an amazing song. Riders on the Storm. Oh, I love So if you ever uh, watch The Doors, the movie, like Swap said, if you want to watch Ian Anderson and Aqu- like 
being a flutist, a flautist. Good Did call. I say that? Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. The same thing with Jim Morrison and The Doors. Like, just seeing how that happened. Yeah. That's a great movie. You know, uh, Val Kilmer, oh. that's one of the great performances I've ever seen. He became just Jim Morrison. Yeah. And so when you look at what happened to him when he was younger, like when he made Riders on the Storm, there was they were driving, and there was some conflict with the Native Americans. Mm-hmm. And he saw and just went through that, uh, love her madly. An L.A. Woman itself is oh, a great L.A. Song. Woman. Yeah. Yes. All right. Whose turn is it? Love that. Uh, Rock's turn. Well, yeah. So when I was looking through all these different albums, for me, you know, all of these are obviously going to be some, it's like historical reading. Um, but then I see some how of these. Old, how old do you think I am where you're referring to the year of our Lord, 1971? <laughs> historical, historical reading. reading. Well, for me, like, I, I'm reading about these these artists that in a lot of ways I don't really listen to that much anymore. There were times where I did. Um, <laughs> I don't mean to say you're you're old and decrepit. That's not my purpose. <laughs> well, what's, what is it? What does but, it mean real quick it, though? A historical reading. Well, I, I more feel like than 50 years. <laughs> there's just like a nostalgia for me a little bit because I don't listen to this as much as I used to. Um, so for me, I saw that there was a David Bowie album and changes was on that album. The album's called Hunky Dory, um, which is a way of saying that, you know, things are things are okay. Everything's hunky dory. Um, but I love the song Changes. Uh, I think in general, that album's kind of looked at for him in my reading as sort of a transitional time for him as far as changing the tone of how he was playing. But it was one of his most well-received albums. So just being able to pull that off really speaks to the talent of musician that he was. Um, he, I think he's underrated. I agree. We don't, not a lot of people talk about Bowie. No. Cause he was just, you know, the makeup. He was different. It's crazy. Yeah. But he, some of it. Oh yeah. Well, are we ready to move on from Bowie? Yeah, we can. I would just say the, the other songs that are well known on there, life on Mars and Oh, you pretty things. Oh, wow. So I'm going to throw a couple at you here. We had, in 1971, we had a studio album from Bill Withers, Just As I Am, mm. the late, great Bill Withers, um, Ain't No Sunshine. I mean, you talk about a song that has soul. Yep. Ain't No Sunshine. And then speaking of soul, Janis Joplin, 1971, Pearl. Um, you had... Uh, Mercedes Benz, you had Cry Baby, and then maybe one of the top 10 songs of all time, me and Bobby McGee. So would you put oh, that in your yeah. top 10? My top 10 is getting pretty deep. So like my wife would say, my top 10 is 30. So me and Bobby McGee. <laughs> and my top three is six. Me and Bobby McGee was one of my dad's favorite songs. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So Same, I think, for my for, dad. Really? Love that. Oh, it's yeah. a great song. You know, you know who, I think people that time just love Janis Joplin. But you know who wrote Me and Bobby McGee? Well, I know because I looked it up. Chris Christopherson. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Now, it says there's another guy who wrote it, Fred Foster, but I don't know. That don't is, know who so that it doesn't is. Matter. The yeah. Grateful Dead have a pretty good version of that song. Okay. I, isn't it crazy that her and Jimi Hendrix... And 
Jim Morrison uh-huh. all di- died before 32? I think they were all 27. Wow. That like, makes me what feel old. the hell happened between 22 and 27 for them? Bad a, lot stuff. Of, a lot of life. Oh. All right. Swappy? I think it's your turn. Oh. All right. Let's see. But I've, if you need me to jump in. No, I got. I mean, at this point, I almost feel like there are some albums that are out there that so are So I got one fine, more. But like, there's a lot of, a lot of singles. Or at so, least songs that I, I really I, know well. Okay, I got it. So this is one of my... They are they're dear to my heart. Black Sabbath. Mm. Nice. Master of reality. When you... Li- like, it, listeners, if you've never heard Sweet Leaf, when you first hear it, you're going to be like, what the F is going on? There's a little cough in the, in the beginning. Yeah. wonder what that would be from. What sweet leaf is that? But, yeah. Who is that, though? That's what I want to know. I mean, when you hear Who's that, coughing? you're... Yeah, you're like... <laughs> sweet leaf. I would just like to point out that you tested me before the show. <laughs> I know, hey, and you got it. what song? And I nailed it. He nailed it. In, so I, na- I tested Rock, and I said, hey... Listen to this song right now. I'll give you two seconds or one. I was and amazed. He, he knew immediately. I was absolutely amazed. Because you, if Floored. you know, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So Black Sabbath changed uh, rock, like hard rock, everything. A lot of, I mean, everyone probably has a little influence from Sabbath. Yeah. I mean, Tony Iommi, is that how you pronounce his last name? Iommi? Is that the guitarist? You yes. Said? Like just his riffs. Um. Then who's the uh, Randy guy? Rhodes? Uh, Geezer Butler. Yeah, Rhodes wasn't there back then. No, but he was the he was later on. For yeah, for Ozzy. Yeah. Uh, and then Children of the Grave. So yeah. that's an amazing. That's that's I I love some Sabbath. And I I mean even though I'm not on this album, but like Iron Man, like every kid probably could say that. Yeah. You know when you hear yeah. when you hear Ozzy, I am Iron Man. Yeah, War Pigs. Yeah, War Pigs. Mm-hmm. That's great stuff. How? Speaking of, real quick, just on a side note, how is he alive, Ozzy? You know, I think drugs got him to where he's at, and drugs are keeping him alive, probably. Right? Remember the show? Yeah, <laughs> that was like <laughs> the thirty Osborns? years ago. Keeping up with the Osbournes. That's twenty years ago. Twenty years ago. Sharon. <laughs> And his kids, I mean, they were just a mess. Yeah, I wonder where everyone's at now. They've yeah. all pulled it together. So, hey, let's just spit fire some songs yeah, yeah. out. Well, let's do it. some songs from that year. Uh, we've got What's Going On, Marvin Gaye. Yep. We've got... Uh, Imagine, John Lennon. Take Me Home, Country Road, John Denver. Oh. Joy to the World, Three Dog Night. You've yep. got a friend, James Taylor. Maggie May, Rod Stewart. Wild Horses, Rolling Stones. Oh. oh, so the Stones, they had that and they had uh, Brown Sugar. They did, same year, same album. Um, so Superstition, Stevie Wonder. I love ooh, that song. Love I love Stevie that Wonder. intro. Oh. So Isaac Hayes, the Shaft soundtrack. Shaft. <laughs> oh, man. Have you seen Shaft, Rock? The original or the one with No, Samuel the original. L. No. Starring Richard Roundtree. 
Wow. Don McLean, American Pie. That's, yeah. 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 You, so. You've got Day I, After Day, Badfinger. I've never heard that. You would know. Never heard, heard of Badfinger? I. So I also. Real, go ahead. I was going to say a band or a, a musician that I really loved when I was growing up. Because I think one time we're on a road trip with, as a family. <laughs> My dad bought like some. He bought two albums. One was Moody Blues. Love Moody Blues. Moody Blues. Number Moody two. Moody Blues guy just passed away. Oh, really? Yeah. And the other album he bought was Cat Stevens' Greatest Hits. Oh, yeah. And so he, he Cat Stevens had an album came out this year, T for the Tillerman, and one of my favorite songs, Wild World. Mm. Love Wild World. Oh, man. What were a couple other... Hey, I got one that swaps, you know, because I didn't... When I was growing up, I listened to Gordon Lightfoot all the time with my yeah. parents, but didn't know. They didn't say, this is Gordon Lightfoot. Right. They're like, this is a cool song. Uh, if you could read my mind. Yeah, it's a great song. I haven't really listened to Gordon Lightfoot much at all. So you you need to. And did you listen to Warren Zevon that last break? God, when no, he did, that he did not. No. Can you just can you text me and remind me? Yeah, I will remind you. And then did you watch Boogie Nights? Then I, you know, I think so we I think the, we should watch Boogie Nights in Yellow Dog Studio together. And live podcast. <laughs> I don't know. That'd be interesting. That would be secret well, podcast material. How do we describe Roller Girl? Uh, that'd have to be secret podcast. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'll try to watch it. You know, I've actually John C. Riley. Well, some some of the issue that I have with watching some of these movies is that they're not always available on any streaming service, and so I would have to actually purchase them for five dollars or rent them for like six dollars. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You're you could fun. probably like buy you're, it. You're you're good. So I, you would not, you're, you're, you know. Well, there's so many to look to find. I can kind of rotate through a bunch of them looking, but I didn't ever actually look for Boogie Nights. So Boogie Nights, and we've talked about this before, is I because the content of the movie, I think it people who haven't seen it have a tough time conceiving of what a good movie it is. It is an amazing movie, amazingly filmed. It is a great movie, great cast. And remind me, this is Mark Wahlberg. Yes, he John C. Riley, William is, William Macy, is Burt jo Reynolds, John Favreau. Is he in it? Do you know who that is? No, he's not I in it. I know who that is. Uh, Don Cheadle is in it. Um, Julianne Moore, correct? Yes. Yeah. Heather Graham. Heather Graham plays is Roller Girl. Girl. Yep. Just think about that <laughs> name. Yeah. Roll, just roller skating around, having fun. Wow. Okay. I'll 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 try to make that happen. I'll try we to make, might that make it happen. The... We might just do it together. Like put a list together of movies during break, and we spend three hours watching them, and then talk about them on the podcast. Hey, you know what? That's a great idea for content. I, I like that. I just would point out one little loophole or one little flaw in this. We struggle as it is to get together to record this dang thing as much as we love doing it. So the idea of adding more time on feels like a mountain. Break is kind of wide open. Well, hey, I just looked at what Cat Stevens men, put so out. I know. I just looked at what Cat Stevens put out in 1971. Morning is broken. 
Oh, that's on that album? Yeah. Oh, I love Morning is Broken. I would almost sing it right now, Morning but it's that's a bro. That's an easy one to brutalize. Kin, moon Mike Shadow. Oh. oh, those are all on the same album? Yeah. Moon, I didn't look beyond moon that. Shadow, moon Shadow, Moon Shadow. That's a great album. Oh. I think what? what are you looking at? I know I'm just get out of uh, here. No, I'm I'm just thinking back. You know, there's a couple people that we need to say hi to. Okay. The Hazes. Yes. I spent Monday night Tiger Hawk with them. It was a great time. They're excited for the Secret Podcast. Uh, the Keys Brothers, Troy yeah. Holmes, all Mount Vernon guys. They're coming over tomorrow. I think I'm I'm confident swap that we're going to win i'm just looking forward to it just as an event there's not a it's it's not like the husky oregon game where this fate of the universe depended upon it yes i think it's just gonna be fun to watch yeah and our kids are involved i mean so for me the one of the fun things too was that getting to see your two kids competing on the floor at the same time that was pretty fun for me to watch so I imagine it's cool for you guys too. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. So next up, uh, after the break, we're going to be talking about our beer of the week and our top three athletes that we would like to meet. Welcome back to the View from the Rock podcast. We are going to get into our beer of the week at this point. Our beer of the week is from Lost Coast Brewery in Eureka, California. That's not Yreka. I was having the same thought. You've That's been to Eureka. Both? Yreka is also a place in Northern California. Really? Yes. They have the. Uh, I've been there to the Black Bear Diner. You've I'll been be there. Damn no. So the Black Bear Diner is. It's a chain all over. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. It's they like the only food. restaurant they had. But there's a Yreka and a Eureka. Yreka is one of the first places that you, that's a decent sized city when you come across the border from Oregon, right? Really? Yeah, you come down out, when of, you the come out of the use. Yeah. Yeah. And then you go into Yreka. So I've only done that drive twice. I've done it in twice, my life. Yeah. Swap? Twice. All Rose right. Bowl and then a road trip. And on that second road trip with my family, we found our way to, uh, Tonight's brewery. Wow. I'll be darned. Yeah. Okay, here we go. So yeah, the, tell us about it. The Lost Coast IPA is a smooth, full-bodied, unfiltered ale. True to the Lost Coast style, our IPA has a wonderful flavor, like a session ale, balanced by radical bittering to give a unique, pleasant aroma. Untapped has it 6.5 ABV. Mm-hmm. And again, alcohol by volume. Correct. 38 IBU. International bitterness units. Yes. And that's low. Low. On the scale. And 3.64 out of 5. That doesn't surprise me. You know, it's not one that you find that often in stores. Um, we'll see when we taste it, if we agree. But we did find this at a local establishment. We did. I think Steinman's maybe should be one of our next sponsors. And I will talk to them because I know them very well. I bet you do. New ownership recently. Yeah. Uh, two years. Okay. Yeah. Good family. 
Yes, and they're one of their guys, uh, John, who works there at night with a beard. He knows everything about everything about music. He knows a lot about a lot. So we talk every night. Hmm? Not every night. Where every time I go in there. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I mean, I understand that kid. I'll be almost every night. No. Hey, you. Hey, so wait, go ahead. I was gonna say you said Lost Coast. That was a. I was a little lost when you were talking about that. Do you want me to talk about what the Lost Coast is? Real quick, yes. You talk about what it is. Okay. So I think it's referring to that coastline there that is along that Eureka area. I think it's referred to the Lost Coast um, because that area experienced depopulation in the 30s. It was sort of an area of California that was lost to others. I think it was related to um, challenges of building along the coastline for the state highway, uh, for county road builders. It was just kind of underdeveloped portion of the coast because that whole California coast is is at least tries to be big time. So, so I think about that kind of isolated in terms of like the coast for Oregon, Washington, but it had nothing to do with that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's kind of a it's kind of a rugged area. It's not warm. Um it's it's um it reminds me a little bit of up here with the climate. Uh, harsh, the water's harsh, the climate's a little bit, they're not going to get snow and stuff necessarily, but it is kind of a harsh climate, windy, rugged. It's sort of like, you know, it's more similar to living in Washington compared to the rest of California, I yeah. would say. So it's sort of like if you want to live in Washington but pay more taxes, then that's maybe where you want to live. <laughs> so we went there, we were on a, a road trip as a family, and it's kind of the a stepping stone to the redwoods. Yes, yes. So we were staying down there. It was either McKinley or McKinleyville, and driving one day to the redwoods, and we passed the Lost Co- Coast Brewery. And I was familiar with it because my dad would always have one of their beers is the Eight Ball Stout. Yeah. And my dad really was, yeah my dad was a big porter stout guy yeah so he would always often have an Eight Ball Stout in the fridge. And so I knew the Lost Coast Brewery and I remember driving past it and saying that's a freaking Lost Coast Brewery. So we ate there. So was it is it just right off I5? It's, or you just It's kn- not I5. It it's I want to say it's 101, but it might be it might not be 101. So is it's, it more is it more it's more west. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. definitely it's so one it's, of those highways. I would say it's 101 because yeah. I also or 101 there. or 1. Yeah, could be. Um, I stopped there also on a road trip, road trip one time. I was coming up north from, yeah, he's That's holding number up four. four fingers because I've misspoken. <laughs> At this point, we just don't keep track of Jason's because he does it so often. No, whereas I'm Mr. Hey, you know what? Quit. Hey, hey, you. It's okay. Anyways, uh, we. I was with my friend Joel Kirkpatrick, uh, brother to the other Kirkpatricks like Jackson and whatnot, mm-hmm. and. We were just starting our road trip because he lived in the Bay Area and we were heading all the way up here to Seattle. So it's a great, great little spot. Also known for their great white, uh, I think it's a wheat beer or pale ale or something like that. And they have, this is their, their kind of their house IPA, but they also have the Indigo IPA, yeah. which I've had not a time in, or two. Not Indica, Indigo. Indigo, that's correct, not <laughs> Indica. Well, hey, yeah, let's, let's crack try this. it. And I think Humboldt State. Oh, are they there? I don't know if it's in Eureka, but it's... That's that area. Yeah. Maybe Arcata. 
I don't know. I, I can Humble is up. a famous name. I think Mark Twain. Maybe. Am I? I, I don't know. I want to. I associate Mark Twain with Humboldt County. So there's definitely Humboldt County. Are you wanting me to look up Humboldt State, like university, or just the county? Maybe both. But when I drink this beer, it's not a session. No, so, no sessions. I but mean, it says like I know, like a session. They have their purpose though. It's a nice. They're normally a nice lower alcohol. This is only a six point five, which it's in the world of the IPA is on the lower side. Yeah, a lot of them are seven a, or more. It's a nice. So, what brewery makes the all day IPA? The session IPA. That's the all day IPA. You're with me on that, though, aren't yeah. you? Yeah, it's 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 not. Is it Rubens? No, might be. It's not Georgetown. So Humboldt County has Eureka in it. Also has Redwood National and State Park. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that answers your questions but that you had about it. What what were you wondering about Humboldt? I don't know. I had a lot of wonderings. Okay. Founders makes the all day IPA. Oh. Where is Founders from? Is that a local? Is that well, one of like those bad breweries? That shortly. So Founders. Founders. I'm just looking. Yeah, and while right you're now. looking for it, I would say that this is one Michigan. of Michigan. Those... I oh. have no idea. Wow. This and is one of those... American IPA ranked twenty nine hundred in all IPAs in the U.S. That's probably pretty high. I so, didn't know they ranked IPAs in the U.S. We might. That's that's a that's going to be fun. Oh, we should work through that list. Oh, we might have to get back on on tap swap. Oh, uh, that's a discovery, right? Because there. we are legendary. I just yeah, I feel like we dropped the mic at one thousand, but shouldn't pick it back up. I know. Yeah, could if you we, were, could there's no way that we could get to two thousand. Come on, you guys are like the the Led Zeppelin. Would it take of five? Would it take five years? We need years? some more live shows. It would take five years. It wouldn't take that long. We're older. It would take five years. It would. So what for do you a think thousand. It, <laughs> what do you think about the uh, about the taste of this? When I taste it, it's not it's not super hoppy. I understand a little bit why they say it's a session. I think it's super drinkable. I think it's. On I the love malt. it. I think it's on the maltier side, which I actually like. Yeah. I um, I mean, I would drink this in May, June. What would you pair it with? I think some smoked salmon would go nice with this. Ooh, a little smoked salmon on the Weber, the Mori style. I was thinking some pepperoni. Oh, like duck a little pepperoni? duck pepperoni. Yeah, yeah of course. So a there, we might, we might even have some duck pepperoni going at the secret podcast to pass out. Wow, are we allowed to? I do just that? have to okay it with Papa yeah. Pat, but he doesn't listen, so he can suck it. <laughs> he has never listened to wow. any episode. Why? Do you have you asked him to? Does he yeah. know how? Maybe he thinks he, <laughs> that you don't want he him. He knows to. how, but he doesn't. You know, doesn't care. It's all right. I'll be damned. He might come because my sister's coming. And Megan's coming is her wife, and my mom might show up. Patty, I'm gonna make her come. Yeah. Okay. Well, 
Uh, are we going to get to our top three athletes we'd like to meet? If we are, we better get get there soon. I'll start then. Number three, I was trying to think about, you know, when we're going top three athletes, we prefaced, this is someone that we're going to have in the studio. We're going to talk to for an hour and have some beers with. And I could have went with just like a Rushmore of top three athletes, but this first one I think could fit on a Rushmore. Uh, Serena, Will- Serena Williams. Probably I would go on the limb and say the greatest female athlete ever. One of the greatest athletes ever. I, You know, I don't think you can ever definitively say who the greatest athlete ever because it's just so hard to compare between sports. But her dominance in her sport of that time, I think is it's it's hard to find an equivalent where it just felt like when she went out there, she was winning and that there was nothing anyone else could do about it. Yeah. That's a great call. I think she'd she, also be fun to talk to. You know, just that whole family history. Did you did you guys watch the movie? Yeah. What was it called? The Will Smith one? Where he was, uh, was he the dad? Yeah, Will Smith's the dad. Okay. But just the 30 for 30, like, I, I think they had a 30 for 30. They, they, there's been some Venus. I mean, think yeah. about how Venus feels. She's amazing. And she's the older sister, and she was, she's she was amazing. awesome. Yeah. You know, and her little sister is better. I mean, not just she, better. I mean. So un- do you, so you put her as the greatest female athlete of all time. I, she's prob she's right she's there you know and it, the list is probably three or four yeah and we didn't think about it before this but it would be fun to think about greatest female athlete yeah that'd be a great topic yeah because you know who i would have on there morgan you want to give give you one guess No, I don't. This yeah, would be I, who I would say is the Bill Russell of female athletes. Can, oh, oh, I was going to say like Cheryl Miller. Sue Bird. Oh, okay. I was going to say Tarasi. So Sue Bird has won how many championships? I mean, her longevity is Well, so unrivaled. because if you go to Connecticut from 1994 to 2010, you're, you, you, you're a winner. Period. Yeah. True. Period. And so I'm just I'm fascinated by winners. Yeah. But what about I Sue I think um the uh, the the other girl that's w- was with us for the storm who left. Jackson. Lauren Jackson. She, no. Yeah. From Australia? No, Lauren Jackson was amazing, but no, now she's she played at UConn and she's now with the Liberty. She was with us at the storm. You've said more WNBA things in the last. 30 so who's seconds. the girl uh, that played for? I know who you're talking about. She just oh, left the yeah. WNBA. Uh, she just left the Storm, and went to New York. I'm, and she's playing with um the girl Brianna Stewart. Brianna Stewart. Oh, she won four. They won four. And she's playing with Sue uh, Bird. Gonna, won three, but I'm, Sue Bird. Sue Bird is amazing. I I feel like she's the Bill Russell of female athletes. She's an absolute star. That I mean, but yeah, Brianna Stewart. Yeah, gosh, she's got seven titles before she went pro. Uh, You're making me regret in some ways choosing Serena Williams only because Sue Bird would be 
a great interview on a podcast with some beers. You know what? I think I think all of them would. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, you ready for my number three? Yeah. My number three is Larry Bird. Because he's from French Lick, Indiana. And he drinks beers that I would drink. That's and he drinks beer. And I think it would be fun to have him on and just say, how much fun was it from 79 to 86 yeah. or 88? Like, just say, how much fun was it? The stories? Yeah. Red Arback? Like, just a little, just a cut. Just give me two stories. You know, and then that, the show, the Showtime show from HBO where they're trying to, maybe depict the the history yeah he's sitting there with magic johnson just drinking beers in the corner i mean that rivalry larry and magic is one of the most iconic uh rivalries in in all of sports because it, it was it, it's not only college it then continued into professional it saved the nba yeah magic larry saved the nba in the early 80s I mean, I can't think of another, and it's not saying there isn't one, but right now, off the top of my head, can you think of another college rivalry that continued into the professionals and both being at the highest level competing for a championship? Well, it was so different then because guys played college for four years. Yeah. You know, James Worthy played at North Carolina for eight years. <laughs> With Jordan uh, you and know, uh, Sam but, Perkins, yeah, but you know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, he was he was a household name. Oh, for three years in college, yeah, and that's what you did. And no. now, guys, you don't even know who they are. They go one year or none. Know, no, I know. You know. Well, yeah. So yeah, but Larry Bird, he he would just he's a normal guy. Like he would be a guy from concrete. Yeah. Wooly. Would love to just talk to him. Yeah. And just say, hey, let's have a couple beer. Like, I think he would drink animal beer. Oh. I don't know what that is. Schmidt. Oh. So you don't know what animal beer is? No. What is that? Like hams? Schmidt. Yes. Is it only Schmidt? No, beer? it's... What What? It, <laughs> I think what it's only it? Schmidt. What? I'm going to Google it. You guys talk. I'm going to Google this. I think well, animal beer is only Schmidt. Okay. Well, so why, so animal beer. Why like would it be that, called animal beer? Because there's animals on it. Yes, on the on the can. Oh, Is there so li- people lions on like there. My aunt and uncle were animal beer, beer drinkers. Okay, that's fascinating. Schmidt's not easy to find these days, is it? Does it still exist? So according to Google, there's other beers besides animal beer. But if you Google animal beer Schmidt, so Schmidt has like ducks on it and deer. Deer, elk. fish. I mean, that's why it was tremendous marketing. Okay. Yeah. Is there other, what what are the other beers? Well, there's, when I Googled animal beer, there's like animal IPA. So it's, yeah, it's a bunch of gotcha. So yeah, Schmidt. Okay. So number two for you, Rock. Wait, well, we got number three for swap. 
So my number three is Bill Russell. Former Supersonics head coach, right? Yeah, and I just, I would, I, I'm fascinated by winners, and there's never been a greater winner than him. That's He's the greatest winner of all time in the NBA. Yeah. So, University of San Francisco? Yep. Mm-hmm. Two national titles? The Dons? Yep. I would just like to talk to him and just say, talk to me about winning and what it means to be on a winning team. And imagine him in Boston during those years. What he had to go through. Yeah. Well, I mean, Boston is still renowned to be a racist city to their current athletes. I can't imagine back then. Anyway, your number two, Rock? My number two. Sorry. Uh, My number two had some waffling on that one. I decided to go with Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal might be during his peak it could be argued the most dominant athlete of the sport they played i'm not saying necessarily his career was the greatest you could measure it by wins say with championships with bill russell but there was a time where the sport changed because of him people invented ways to defend him that they never have used since to defend someone really not at least as aggressively And that was just that he couldn't make foul shots. He had some sort of mental block, but was so dominant in any, every other way that you'd rather have him just go to the foul line. Like he was unrivaled. I don't think he has a mental block on the free throw. He had something going on. I think that his hand is so big that he looks like he's holding a small ball when we are. I understand why you're saying that, but that's not, I mean, from what, what I heard over the years was that when he would practice, he would make 80% of them and he would get in the game and make 55. He just had something going on in games. I understand what you're saying though. It's I'm a not, tiny little ball. You know what? I went through it for a year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can imagine. I mean, it was, I was 80% at Skagit and I, I, I had an air ball, you know, and then it just changed me for like two months at Pacific. Hey, it speaks to the mental yeah, part the mental of game. all sports. That is my favorite part and the least coached, at least intentionally. Yeah. Har- Harvey Dorfman. Oh, yeah. I don't... What? The king of sports psychology. Oh, I need to look him up. Yeah. Harvey wow. Dorfman. Okay. Uh, in addition to Shaq, uh, just being a dominant athlete... He um, is hilarious. Like, I I will happily tune in to watch NBA on TNT, more so to see him and Charles Barkley going at it, who was almost my number two, because they're hilarious. More so almost than watching any professional basketball. Their, their back and forth is dynamite. That's my number two. Okay, my number two is Ted Williams. No longer with us. American hero. Yeah, um, maybe the greatest hitter in the history of baseball. Uh, wrote the science of hitting, which my dad bought for me when I was a kid. And I'm really re- remember pouring over that book and some of the stuff that he talked about. Um, I think is a lot of the stuff you see on Twitter now about hitting is very Ted Williams esque. Um, I would love to talk to him about hitting. 
And then, like you said, Rock, he was one of the greatest. He was a great war hero. He was a fighter pilot. So what what is, what do you think now has changed that Ted Williams is coming back? So his thing was the ball is coming down at an angle. You need to swing slightly up at an angle so that you're meeting the plane of the ball. And, you know, that's that was not traditional. Um, but it is a little now when we talk about launch angle and things. So I think he was a little ahead of his time there. I, and I would just love to talk to him about that. And talk to him about, you know, what do you think of this high launch angle stuff? Because um, he, I mean, he he well, had his head wrapped around hitting in a major way at a time when people weren't really thinking about it. And he was what? What's it? 400 and what? Last 400 hitter hit 406 in 1941. That's wild. Uh, and lost 500 home runs, but he lost a good portion of his career to the war because he was... yeah. Out fighting the war. Which war was that? Two. Two? Yeah. Okay. Uh, he, Hats off to him. I think about, I heard a story about him like going somewhere when a kid was 16. Was it Pujols or someone? And he's like, that guy's going to be. There's a Amazing. video right now circulating on Twitter where he's watching Mike Piazza. Oh, Piazza. Okay. And Piazza looks like crap. Yeah. And he said he's going to be good. Yeah. He'll be fine. And Piazza's just getting beat up by a pitching machine. <laughs> and everyone hated him. So my number two, uh, Charles Barkley. He would be so fun to hang out for an hour. Great time. So I actually saw, I didn't meet him but i saw him at a bar in portland he is a very large man in terms of below the waist i mean can i say he has a very large ass gotcha okay he is a monster six six but he i mean for his size to do what he did and then now what he, you know, the TNT show, I would love to just hang out with him, mm. talk sports. He would be laughing I, every I would second. love to, I just want to hear what he has to say about him and Michael. Because oh, they yeah. don't talk. Yeah. Right? It's been, what, 15 years? 20 years? Like, he said something bad to my, about Michael and... He'd be he'd be so fun. I imagine those two personalities just are not similar enough to get along. Polar opposite. But they were best friends. Really? Yeah. And then he said something and that was it. Yeah. Was that brought up in the last swappy? Dance? Correct. Like yeah, they were ninety two dream team, amazing. And he made he he taught he basically called out Michael and said, "Hey, you're doing this wrong," which is true. And Michael couldn't handle it, I think. And what was they the, haven't talked since? What was that in relation to that he was? Do you maybe the ownership. Oh, that would be something he would be sensitive yeah, about, maybe. I would imagine. But, hmm. yeah. Swap number two, or do you you go number two? I it's did me. number two. I'm number one. Yes, I am number one. Okay, <laughs> you are. <laughs> Marshawn. Oh. Marshawn Lynch, how could there be someone better to talk 
on a podcast for an hour over beers. Although he, he would he'd probably so have fun. his like Cavassier or what? What is it that he La Cavussier? Cavussier? Yeah. La Corvusier. <laughs> yeah. He, he uh, would be so much fun. Have you the, had that before, Rock? No. You've never had Cavassier? Corvusier. I don't think so. No, he, he, he drinks Hennessy. That's what it is. Have you ever had Hennessy? Ooh, I don't think so. I've had Hennessy. I have too. Me too. Um, That's I, I think I think that <laughs> what have you? What else have you not had? Have you had uh, Malort? I, we've all <laughs> tasted the fine fruit of Malort and pith. Hey, guess what? It ruined it's better my than Tara's beer. Tara had to give you a shout out because if we don't, you'll cry. Is she going to be at the secret podcast? Maybe she might have um, a hair appointment. I heard. <laughs> so she's trying to reschedule. Wow. Holy crap. Go on, So, Rock. So Marshawn, not only would he be a wild experience because of all of his um, Hennessy drinking, et cetera, et cetera. He'd be on a different plane than us. Um, he's also lived a different life than us, a different part of the country than we've been in. He talks in a different way than we do while also going to one of the great institutions in in college Berkeley he's smart like, like he's he's highly intelligent yes but dumb and, like a fox but like he uh he has a, a way of talking that is just uh he says so many things that you've got to think about for a second then you understand what he's saying like when he says you know you got to get your chickens you kind of think about it and you go yeah, I understand what you're saying. But also, he would have stories that he could tell us that we want to know answers to, and we probably haven't heard them. And if we weren't being recorded, I'm sure he'd happily tell us all the answers. So East Oakland, him, Gary Payton, too short. Wow. <laughs> right? Is that the yeah. greatest three, like East Oakland? Wow. And they're all tight. Wow. Wow. I mean, think about that his that run against uh, the Saints. Saints. Well, I mean, he has so many iconic moments. So there's that run. There is when they won it at Berkeley at Cal, and he's driving the cart all over the field. Was I that mean, against UW? Oh, I don't know. Might have. Yeah. But, we had a tough His time. His quarterback at Cal one point and... was Aaron Rodgers. Could you imagine that in college? The quarterback is Aaron Rodgers. But he wasn't then... good in college. He was he was okay. He wasn't great. Aaron Rodgers was not great. Do you think he was not they never won a Pac twelve title? He was good. He wasn't great in college. Hey, why didn't we give Marshawn the ball against the Patriots? Can we just say that? I'm still. I, I think that there's. A, it's going to haunt us forever. Forever. We're never going to win another one. Top three worst moments of my freaking sports viewing career. That's all three. I try not to focus on that handoff for a couple. I, of- I broke a glass of beer on my outside cement. So when that happened, I'm not an apologist for not running the ball in that scenario. I just try to understand why my someone might end up making that decision. 
And when you look at, and I've heard them talk about this, they came out on their field in their goal line defense. They were expecting us to run the ball. I realize we have one of the best offensive lines at that point. We have the best running back. But they are giving you things offensively where you go, hey, like this is, like we should do that and then we can come back and run it. You're not expecting that you're going to throw the ball and throw an interception. That would be why I understand why they might have done what they did. Because, of course, if if you know how, if you know you might throw a pick, then you just want to run the ball every time. I get it. But if, if you think about it, if we win that game, Jermaine Curse's catch is top three all time. Yeah. Well, he's with Tyee. Is it David Tyee or Tyree? Tyree. Tyree. Like, well, and Odell Jermaine Curse's catch is amazing. And it's never going to be talked about ever. Yeah. Because we lost. If we win that game, that catches on NFL films every year. Well, and more importantly, I think it continues into next season and now there's a dynasty. Because Sherman would not point, leave. We would they the, uh, the team was broken apart. Yeah. They were not going to get back together and be productive. You know, hey, it's just it's okay. We'll be all right. Number 1, Morgie. Let's do our number ones at the same time. Okay. Okay. Mine's Larry Bird. Mine's Bill Russell. Yep. So I, well, when I was 12, I got to meet him uh, downtown Seattle three on three tournament. And I'm like, Mr. Russell, can I get your autograph? And he says, no, but I will shake your hand. And I'm 12 and he's six foot 11. My parents are standing by me. We don't have a phone. There's no cameras. And I just shake his hand, and his hand, he's like got two hands of my one hand at 12 years old. Yeah. And he's got three rings on his hand of his 11. And he said, no, I I don't sign autographs, but I'll shake your hand. And that was it. Shook his hand and then left. Yep. He would be... Just the, you remember that photo of him, Muhammad Ali, Kareem, I believe. Mm-hmm. And. Jim Brown? Yes. Fighting for wow. just activism and rights. Uh, uh, I almost put Muhammad on my, my top three. But just look at, the, like, that photo, like them. Those four. I mean, I would just take those four yeah. for an hour. That would be incredible. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I don't expect you guys to have heard of this, but there's such a thing called Substack. Substack is a is an app. It's also a website. It's in some ways similar to to X, the artist formerly known as Twitter. And uh, Kareem Abdul Jabbar has his own Substack. Like he he basically blogs is what it is. He has so it's long, a blogging app. long form posts that you can comment on. And he is incredibly eloquent and well-written words that I'm looking at going, I'm not sure if I know what that means. Well, we actually tried to reach out to Kareem, swap an eye on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, we did. And he he didn't respond to us. No. But, yeah. So, so tell us about yours. 
Swapper? No, we did. We oh, Larry Bird. Yeah. Well, yeah. Why What's your is perspective he number on one? Number one, Larry Bird. Uh, you know, just when I was thinking about it, he was the guy that I thought if I'm going to sit down and have a beer with somebody, an athlete, it would be Larry Bird. I mean, I'm, he seems like a real guy. Yeah. He's an yeah. He's one of us. Yeah. Just happens to be six nine and can shoot the shit out of it. Excuse my language, kids. Yeah. yeah. I definitely can't do those things. That was a great topic. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Um, you know, I think our next thing that we have coming up, is it going to be the secret podcast? Do, I don't know if we've got another one before then, do we? Do we, we? we don't We're, have one scheduled, but you never know. Never know. Well, as always, um, this has been fun. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, reminder that... I uh, want to thank our, our sponsors, Sign Dog Northwest and Merle Inc. Uh, for sponsoring the show and making this possible. Um, if you're able to make it to the Secret Podcast on December 22nd at 1 o'clock, uh, there'll be some special swag for that that we'll be passing out and swag that will be able to be purchased as well. Possibly. Possibly. We will have Hopefully. swag. Yes. Yes. So, um, if you don't hear from us before then, then we hope to see you on December 22nd. Reminder, this podcast can be listened to on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, and everywhere else that you can listen to podcasts. Until we see you, stay safe.